0: Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest. Strong and powerful Cindy Kumjin. Cindy, are you ready to do this?
1: Absolutely, thank you, George.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to excited to have you on. Cindy is a CFP; she is the CEO of Synergy Financial, and she is the author of Redefining Financial Literacy. Cindy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Well, my main motivation is to help people get educated and empowered with financial information. I've been in the business 35 years. Um, When I first got into financial planning, it was something I didn't know about. Uh, I just took the time and uh, the dedication. And so really my passion is to help individuals understand basic financial concepts, but also get empowered with not just micro financial literacy, like how much you're gonna save each year, debt management, but really give people a different perspective, more broadened picture of macro financial literacy, which is relevant Today, politically and economically, and people are wondering what's going on with their money. So I think it's it's the right time, the right place, and trying to empower investors.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. And there is a lot of stuff for uh, for for everybody to be thinking about, but particularly just an ordinary investor out there trying to trying to make good financial decisions. And then, oh my goodness, should I be invested in Bitcoin? Should I be <laughs> invested in GameStop? Should no, I be <laughs> You know, all, there, there's, it's it's, it's a lot, right?
1: It is, I mean, the world of finance, the problem, it, we're more, it's more complicated today, right? Because you have all these different asset classes. I mean, you have a lot of um, information going on with Bitcoin and the big rally it's seen in the last year. You have people talking about gold and silver because they're nervous with the dollar. You got the stock market, you got the bond market, you got commercial real estate. So the problem is things have gotten a little bit more complex. You have more options. So really what it's going to take for investors to get engaged and just take one step at a time, a little bit each day and and try to get yourself familiar with these different options because what you don't know could hurt you and could devastate your retirement.
0: Yeah. Small bites, small steps. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of the key to, 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 to to getting better at probably most everything. Um, So what, what is kind of that starting point is it start to get educated on the on 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 the stuff or the things is it think about what what do i want to accomplish is it mindset is it all all it's how do i get started
1: okay so the problem is is we as people we've spent a lot of money on getting ourselves educated but the problem is in our educational system sort of has failed us i mean we didn't get really a lot of Background on finances in high school, elementary school, we learned about science, math, but we didn't have a class on finance. Right. So it's it's really um, you know alarming that people don't even know basic financial concepts. Mm-hmm. So where do we get started? First of all, I think mentally, people have to get started and saying, "I'm ready to get started." Right. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional um, shift in your thinking that there is hope, there's opportunity. And I mean, I came out here from Detroit 35 years ago and I started with 50 bucks a month. Okay, people have to start um, being accountable to their goal setting, that there's hope, there's opportunity if you take the time. So one step at a time, um, find an advisor, a qualified individual who can be your mentor, your sounding board someone who can give you guidance because with doing it yourself, you're going to make mistakes, right? We all make mistakes. Sure. So it's better to try to avoid mistakes by having a financial mentor. I don't even like to be called financial planner. I like to be called a financial coach, someone who makes me accountable to my savings, to my debt um, and to my goals of retirement. So really like for instance, I recently hired a coach when COVID hit. I needed someone to make me responsible that I was going to meet this person three times a week. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't have been as accountable as I was. So a lot of it comes with accountability. It comes with a mindset that you can do it. It's one step at a time. And there's hope and opportunity for everyone who takes the time.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Do you feel like there's a lot of people out there who are feeling a little hopeless?
1: I think it's more shamed. I think people feel shame because they don't know what they should know. um, And they feel embarrassed and they feel inadequate. They feel insecure. They've lost hope in a system that once they believed in the American dream, who can they trust? I mean, that was one of my motivators of writing this book is because over my 35 year career, as the years have gone on, people have lost trust in the system. So how can you gain trust with an individual? And my journey was, I need to let people know what they don't know. And just maybe they will come in and take the time to learn. Because the digital age today has all really capitalized our time and information as a knowledge. We all think we're experts. And I'm going to tell you, if I have an ailment, I Google it. Okay, so we're all guilty of this. You know, having this abundant amount of information that we think we're experts in different fields. And we really aren't. Because once you start learning, say, I don't know this, maybe I've been fooled. Maybe I should ask for help. And so I think it comes with those, again, a lot of emotional issues about having a mindset that this is possible, that it's okay you didn't plan, it's okay you don't know these things, you're not supposed to. I mean, I have doctors and judges come through my office. These guys don't know anything about money. They know a lot about their field, but when it comes to money, I mean, it's really alarming, but at the same time, there are people who care and who wanna help you and hold your hand and get you through the process
0: yeah no, I appreciate I appreciate everything you just said. It definitely resonates with me. and it doesn't matter if you are if you are in a position that from the outside looking in people probably perceive that you're very, very you've got your ducks in a row or if you're somebody from the outside looking in and you're like, oh, that that guy or that gal probably doesn't have their ducks in a row, it's it really doesn't matter where doesn't where you're at right because some people do and some people don't. So wherever you are, you are in a position kind of going back to that point where you're talking about how everybody should have a little bit of hope that it's, it's available to you so long as you are willing to get that attitude and then start moving in the right direction and then find support.
1: Yeah. Perfect. This, I mean, this is national financial literacy month. It was enacted in Congress in 2004 to bring awareness, to allow people like you, congratulations to bring me on a show like this, to allow people to think through this process that this is important because, you know, you get where you want to go, but how do you do that without a goal? Mm -hmm. And everybody needs a coach. An athlete needs a coach. You know, how do they become the best, you know, athlete or, you know, that everyone has coaches today. And this younger generation is really looking into that is like, hey, if I'm not an expert in that area, I'm going to find someone who can teach me. And that's what it comes down to
0: yeah i think that that it's an interesting how 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 just different generations are more open to things than others yep. and i hadn't really thought about uh if it's millennials or then whatever the uh, generation after millennials are
1: z, is and, it, x. Is I it mean, z and x <laughs> the, the, you know it's funny that you say that because the baby boomers have a different attitude about their money than these younger generations i think these younger generations have seen their mistakes of their parents They're more conservative, in my personal opinion. They're more cautious. They're more curious. Hmm. They want to know. They want, when I use the word financial literacy around young people, they're like, oh, my God, I want to know. I do it in front of a baby boomer and they want to put their, you know, they want to put a trash bag over their head. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. So you're right. It is a generational thing. And the problem is the baby boomers have all the money and they should be more concerned about financial literacy more so than any other generational group, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. But if they don't want to listen, then Cindy, <laughs> forget about them. Let's let's <laughs> let's let's talk to the younger people. Uh, I think that, that for, from my perspective, having having a supportive community around you and it doesn't need to be 100 people. It could just be one person. of uh, yeah. To your point about having a coach can can make all the difference because it can be a hand up if you need it. It could be a kick in the butt if, if, if you need that too. So, uh, And just helping to sort of decipher all the different information that, that, that that's out there. And I like the idea of, of financial coaching, um, just a different way to look at it than, than being a financial planner.
1: Yeah, I didn't like the stigma. I mean, I'm a certified financial planner, 35 years, and I don't like the stigma because when people come through my office, I want to inspire them. I want to give them hope. I wanna give them direction and I want them to be accountable in the process with me. And learning is part of the process, not saying, hey, Cindy, you're the expert, do everything for me. No, 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 that's not how it works. We have videos, we have iPads, I've done radio shows in Los Angeles, now I have books coming. So whatever form of education you want, we got it. Mm-hmm. And because you know, everybody learns differently.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very true especially these days, right? People mm-hmm. want access through whatever medium and they can find it right on their phones. So in terms of, 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 of the accountability piece, kind of going back there, because I think it is so important, um, people need to, to be engaged in this process, right? Because you can mm-hmm. be telling people what they probably, information that they're willing to, or that, that will get them to where they want to go, because you know, but if they're not, grabbing hold of it and, and and being a participant if not driving the process then then it's not going to work. So how do you how do you figure out whether or not somebody's going to be engaged? Do you give them homework?
1: Yes. Great question. Thank you so much, George. So you know we have like a three-step process because people don't want a lot of steps. They want something simple, something to understand. So the first step is we give them information to get to know us. Mm-hmm. We get to know them. If there seems to be, you know, a good fit that they're they want to move forward, that they feel like they they're ready for this in their life, this commitment of time, uh, commitment of of discipline, okay, um, then we're we're ready to take the next step. And yes, there is a homework assignment. We have them fill out a fact finder. Yes, it's going to take you a half hour, an hour. It's a commitment in your in your future. We have them fill out a risk profile. We have you fill out. Goals and objectives. I mean, it's not time consuming. It's like, is this important one to five? So we want to see if they're accountable. So we send it to you. Oh, they don't send it back. Okay, we know they're not, re- they're not ready emotionally to start the process. But we're not here to try to talk you into it. We're here to start the process with you, with your commitment. Once we get them to fill out all these documents, then we will meet with them under one condition. Ready? Yes, We have five eight-minute videos, and we don't send them to you all in one day. Before I make any kind of suggestions, I send a video once a day for eight minutes. Because eight minutes times five days, oh, my God, 40 minutes, you're going to know more than you've ever known most of your life by listening to these videos. So then they come and see me, and I still do a webinar to reinforce what they learn. Did you remember seeing this? Did you remember seeing that? Reinforcing what they've learned so they can start asking me questions. Because I don't want to go there and talk down to them like I'm the expert. Okay. I want to talk with them on their level. I want them to be accountable. I want them to be empowered. And then they get all the reward. You know what the reward is? What's that? When they see their accounts growing each and every year because they've reduced their dust, they accumulate their savings, and now they got that feather in their hat, bingo. You're motivated. You're inspired. And next year, just save an extra dollar a month, an extra $5 a month. And it's a process that we both are accountable to and monitoring the results. Okay, you had nothing last year, but this year you have $2,000. Congratulations. Next year, you got 12000 Because that's how I did it. I came here from Detroit with $5,000 in my bank account. Within 90 days, I told my mom was out of money. She goes, good, you can move back to Michigan. I go, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try. And I had to get a second job. I had to move in with somebody and share a master bedroom, okay? I mean, for 300 bucks a month, I did what it took because I had to reduce my expenses, get a second job. And before you know it, I was saving 50 bucks a month. People go, well, I got too much debt. Listen, you're always going to have debt. I mean, I understand there are philosophies out there. Pay off all your debt and start saving. No pay yourself first. I'm not working 50 hours a week. And then looking at my bank account, I have nothing to show for all that hard work. So we try to build psychological barriers. No differently. When you start a diet, you know, everything's psychological and emotional and they need, people need structure. They need guidance and they need accountability. And I'm telling you, once you give it bingo, they're so excited. They see the results. Remember, results build confidence, confidence builds, you know, financial security.
0: I love it. That's so true right there. Doesn't matter if it's to your point, if you're saving 50 bucks a month, you're going to show up next year, you're going to be have a lot less debt, but you're going to have account values, you're going to have $1,000, 5,000, 10,000. Mm-hmm. You'll be like holy yeah. cow. Right. Yep. which is which is motivating and inspiring. And that's just going to be get more and more. I mean, that's how suspense. I built
1: all my wealth. I, there's no other way I built my wealth in 30 years in Orange County, being a, uh, a single breadwinner in my home with two children, is doing that same stepping strategy. Did I make mistakes? Of course I did. I didn't have a mentor. I have emotions just like you. Yes. So, uh, am I someone who knows this business inside and out? Absolutely. But I'm human. I make mistakes. I need someone I can depend on, say, hey, should I buy five homes or should I buy two rentals? Should I do this? Because as we accumulate money, this is the problem. Now we're, we got results. Now we're going to take risks that we wouldn't have t- taken five years ago when we didn't have any money. So now you need your, like, your sounding board. Who's, who can I talk to and say, Hey, that's really not a good idea, but if you want to do that, that's okay. But I want to avoid you from making that mistake. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Makes all Mm -hmm. sense in the world to me. I think it's awesome. So a lot of people talk about process, Cindy, but that you, that you have uh, exercises, the intake form, the fact finder, the risk profile, the goals exercise that they take, you have, uh, five eight minute videos that 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 show up in their mailbox and or email box or whatever, and there's an expectation mm-hmm. and a requirement that they watch them. That's just evidence right there that that you know what you're doing and you actually have a process that's proven Absolutely. and works. Uh, and it and works. So, yeah, I respect and appreciate that very much. And that right there, you 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 know if somebody's engaged in the process or they're not, and it's okay if they're not. You know, maybe they'll yep. come back to you in the future. But um, in order for this I need
1: everything when it comes to money
0: you know, in order for it to be worthwhile for you and and for your clients, it's everybody needs to show up at the table having having done their homework. So, love it. Well, Cindy, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Difference making tip today, um, set up a budget. 60% of Americans don't have a budget. And again, I think if you know where the money is going, you're better equipped to get started. That means two less Starbucks a month, one less dinner a month. That budget is critical. And I update my budget every year, and that helps. So that is my, I know it seems so basic, but so many Americans don't do it. And it's the starting point to being successful financially.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets to come up. Come on. Come on. I'm surprised that the the number's not bigger than 60 that that uh, that uh, don't have a budget frankly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's so fundamental but that's you got to start you got to start with the fundamentals. So, I think that's great. Yeah. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they get a copy of the book and how can people engage with you?
1: Okay, so my name's Cindy. My last name's Kumeja. No one can say it. So, I named the company Synergy Financial and it's spelled with a C like Cindy. C I N E-R-G-Y financial.com. My book is being released tomorrow on Amazon. We're number one in four categories right now, redefining financial literacy. Don't worry about my last name, Cindy Kuyumjin or Cindy C or Cindy at Synergy, C-I-N-E-R-G-Y. And you can get your book. You'd be one of the first. It gets released tomorrow afternoon.
0: Outstanding. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, so send to your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to Synergy Financial, C-I-N-E-R-G-Y Financial. Pick up a copy of Redefining Financial Literacy. And uh, it's Kumagen. Kumagen. I, I, Perfect. I just wrote down <laughs>
1: Awesome.
0: <laughs> but just for those who are listening, C-O-U-Y-O-U-M-I-J-I-A-N. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Cindy.
1: Thank you, George, for your time today. Have a good one.
0: And until next time, keep fighting a good fight. We are all in this together. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show.